0: The Thank you for listening to Preaching the Word with Nathan Deitch. The do not be Today, we're going to begin a new series entitled The Mysteries of God's Word. In this series, we're going to delve deep into the depths of what God's Word has to say, and we're going to explore the truths that have seemingly become lost in our culture and in modern pulpits today. We will investigate some of the history of what Moses, the prophets, Jesus Christ, and the apostles have taught, and we will examine how Scripture has historically been understood. While the revelation of Scripture and its mysteries is not new, some of this material may seem very new. The Scriptures were written over a period of 4,000 years, and the last book of the Bible was written 2,000 years ago, so so quite often we can unwillingly impose our view or our experience upon the text. It is my goal that in this teaching we will look at the Scripture itself in its context with historical perspective and understand what exactly it is saying. And we will unveil the mysteries of God's Word. I'm so excited that you're along for this adventure. We're going to start in The beginning. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I've heard it said that this is the trinity of trinities. In the beginning is the beginning of time. God creates time. Before the beginning, there was eternity. So the beginning, in the beginning, God is describing the creation of time. And here we see time, space, and matter being created. In the beginning, God created the heavens, there's space, and the earth, there's matter. And the beginning, time has past, present, future. Space has height, depth, width and matter has solid liquid gas. So here we see a trinity of trinities. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, time, space, and matter. We also see in verse 1 that the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Now, if we get this image in our mind, everything is pitch dark, so you really can't see anything in your image. But If you have a shadow of the image in your mind, the world is formless. There's water splashing around, perhaps a globe, but it is formless in that there is no land, and the Spirit of God is hovering over the face of the waters, and there is no light. It is pitch dark. But the Spirit of God hovering is an anticipation of creation, and we see that The Spirit of God was an active agent in creation. All three persons of the Trinity were active in creation. And here, in verse 2 of Genesis chapter 1, we see the Holy Spirit active in the creation of the universe. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Now, my friends, when God says something, It happens. It doesn't take a million years. It doesn't take 10 minutes. The moment God speaks, there's light. God said, let there be light, and there was light. Now, this is before God created the sun, the moon, and the stars. So this light is describing just that. God creating and upholding light upon the universe. Now, some theologians have put forth the idea that this light was emanating from God himself, for scripture tells us God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. Scripture also tells us that God lives in unapproachable light. But from the context of verse 3, this does not appear to be emanating from God. God is creating light. He says, Let there be light. And there was light. Scientists often throw around the idea that the light from stars is so far away it would take millions of light years to travel to the earth. That, my friends, is solved right here. God created the light before he created the heavenly bodies, and he upheld it until he created the heavenly bodies, which he will create on day four. But he created light first, and he separated the light from the darkness. What's happening here is earth begins its first rotation, and on its first rotation, one hemisphere is light and the other is dark. And in verse 5, God calls the light day and the darkness night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. Now let's describe the day. As we talk about the word day, like every word, day has different meanings. I could tell you, back in my day, we didn't have cell phones. Back in my day, we drank straight from the garden hose. Back in my day, we walked to school In 10 inches of snow. And you know exactly what I'm saying. I'm telling you that during my generation, or back when I was young, back in my time, we never had cell phones. And you know that because of the context. Another use of the word day is when somebody's describing daylight. Somebody could say, during the day, it got so hot. It was hard to side my house. Or during the day, I was able to see clearly the deer crossing the field. In both contexts, you understand the day means daylight. Now, any time in scripture that the word day is used with morning, you know it's referring to a 24-hour period. Anywhere in scripture... The word day is associated with evening. You know it's referring to a 24-hour period. Anywhere in scripture, the word day is associated with a number. You know that it's referring to a 24-hour period. It's as if when Moses is writing this, the Holy Spirit is inspiring him to write evening, morning, number, day, because it's as if the Holy Spirit already knows that people are going to be questioning this 24-hour period throughout all of history. There are many people and many theories that have tried to diminish the truth of the 24-hour day. But if we're to look at the context and we're to look at the historical perspective of Genesis chapter 1. It is clear that this is describing God creating by the very power of his word, time, space, and matter itself. And when God creates light before he creates the heavenly bodies, it's like God telling us, I want you to know that I'm the source of light. It's as if he's intentionally creating light before the heavenly bodies, to teach us the source of light. Now, of course, God did it intentionally. He does everything intentionally. But when we look at it today, it's so hard for us, through our lens of our culture, to recognize God is the source. It is God who never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And one day he will come back and he will again be our all and all. I hope you enjoyed our session today. I look forward to speaking with you again as we look into how God separated waters from waters in our next session on the mysteries of God's word. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understandings.